Hello, hello, hello. This is Kamisha Dre Hodge, CEO and founder of Sovereign Noir Publications. If you can hear my voice, then you already know what it is. It's the Black Women Writers Podcast. Let's go. The Black Women Writers Podcast. Celebrating, honoring, and supporting Black women writers worldwide. So, boom. A lot of questions that I get revolve around um, creating content to get people onto email lists. And that's cool. That's cool because I can help you with that. And so that's what this episode is about, lead magnet content for both nonfiction and fiction artists because I know that fiction writers, you know, we be going through it sometimes because we really don't know what we can give to the people (laughs) to get them on our email list. So really quickly, this is going to be a really short episode, but very concise. So please make sure you take notes. For nonfiction authors, I'm going to start with nonfiction because this is um, the quickest for me to get out the way and the quickest for me to explain. Um, There are quite a few things that you can do to create a lead magnet to build your email list, okay? One of the first things that I always suggest is to create an ebook or PDF that provides immediate solutions to a major pain point in your book. For example, if you have a book about 365 five-minute meals um, for single moms, right? What you can do is create a quick PDF with five five five-minute recipes um, that they can immediately download once they get on your list. Um, That way you're providing immediate solution. Somebody's probably babysitting somebody's child and just really quickly needs a snack for them to eat. (laughs) So you're giving them an immediate solution. Another suggestion that I have um, is essentially a free or low-cost webinar to help people create smart goals to resolve a pain point in your book. So an example of this would be one of our free seminars that we had, which was the poetry writing workshop. It allowed people to learn how to annotate, learn how to analyze, And then create some poems so that when they are working on their poetry book, they know exactly the process to go through it. Um, It was free um, for the first, for the live session. And a lot of people that participated were very grateful. And they said they felt like they were learning um, some of the old habits that we learned, you know, back in middle school of, you know, figurative language and literal language and things like that. So you want to make sure that you're giving them an opportunity to resolve one of their pain points that you identify in the book. The third idea I have for nonfiction lead magnet content is a quick 45-minute consultation where basically you assess or audit a relevant pain point from a book. For example, um, Audrea Richmond has a book Um, Unclone Marketing, where she talks about different marketing strategies. And one of the things that would be um, ideal would be to have a 45-minute consultation about marketing strategies and what they've done, what hasn't worked very well, and then give one or two solutions. That way, when you give them that value, right, they're more likely to follow up with you and to purchase whatever um, consulting 
or coaching program that you have because you've already provided that within moments of them talking to you. Finally, the last league magnet that I have for nonfiction books are um, maybe like a five to seven day challenge that provides immediate solutions to a major pain point in your book. For us, we just completed the Right Hustle um, challenge, which was a way for us to pre-launch our Right Hustle program. Um, What we did was we created a free six-day challenge where we give people different word counts um, so that they can self-guide themselves with practicing writing consistently. Based on that, Um, we invited many of the people that participated to go to a free webinar where we broke those challenges down and then launched our Right Hustle program. Um, These are the four things that you can do for nonfiction looks. I mean, of course, there's several more, but I want to get to fiction as well. So with fiction, I know it's a little more difficult because it's it's more world building and more um, created characters and things like that. But there are ways for you to have lead magnets too, y'all, I promise. So the first way is a cool lead magnet that I like as a reader is when I get the first chapter for free or an exclusive story that takes place in the same world as the novel. This way it gives you the opportunity to gauge whether you to gauge whether you even like the writer's style Um, as well as if you're an avid supporter of this author, um, it gives you an extra bonus material that, that isn't in the book. So that's always fun. Another thing that I thought was really cool was I've seen a lot of authors uh, do a free or low cost event with other authors in their genres. So you get to meet that author, you get to meet other authors, and they talk about different things, whether it's the characters or world building or simply the difficulties of being a writer or different um experiences they had uh, throughout publishing. So that's always something that fiction authors can do as well. And one thing that was the best thing that I've ever gotten was a list of 25 books that are a must read for people who enjoy you as a uh, author. So for example, most people know me as a poet in my personal life. And so um, one of the things I did for National Poetry Month was sent out a list of 25 poetry books that I loved. And because I've already established that relationship with them, with my audience as a poet um, through all of my you know, various speaking engagements, through my publications and things like that, they trust the, the resources that I provide. So many of them really enjoyed the books that I suggested. And I think that that... Um, That also gives you leverage in that it makes it seem like you're not just focused on you, 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 right? It gives you the the opportunity to show to your audience that you're well-versed in your genre, that you're up to date with your genre, and that you um, are active in your genre and that you're doing the research and that you know what poetry books are popping, what poets are popping, so forth and so on. And finally... um, the last idea that I have for you to um, create lead magnet content to build your email list as a fiction writer is to create access, right? Give them an exclusive community, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's 
through a podcast, like the Black Women Writers Podcast, obviously, or whether it's like a Twitch community or a Patreon community, give your give your readers access to you. Um, let them see you, you know, beyond just the book cover or beyond just the, the title page. Let them, you know, get the chance to communicate with you and, and see what you are like in real life, if you're comfortable with that. So there you have it. I just gave you guys uh, four ideas for nonfiction lead magnet content, four ideas for fiction lead magnet content. And obviously, you have to make sure that this applies to you, tweak it to, to fit your brand, right? Um, and I would love to know whether this has helped build your email list. Um, of course, I would say this is just one part of the email list building process. You're definitely going to have to set up some Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Amazon, any sorts of ads to supplement these lead magnets so that they're consistently um, being shown to people who are in your audience. However, I do think that it's even more important to just build out the lead magnet first, <laughs> test it on your current audience, and then, of course, um, do a deep dive into those um, ads. So, as always, this has been beautiful. Um, this is Kamisha Jory Hodge, CEO and founder of Sovereign Wild Publications. Pardon my voice. I'm very uh, under the weather at the moment, but I promised, I promised, I promised that I would <laughs> be more consistent with the podcast. And so thus, I am here for you. Um, as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of the ones you love. Keep writing. And if nobody told you today, I love you, girl. Peace. The Black Women Writers Podcast, brought to you by Sovereign Noir Publications. What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know what it is. It's the Black Women Writers Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make your book cover look as professional as possible. Stay tuned. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Kamisha Jure Hodge. I'm the CEO and founder of Sovereign Wild Publications, where we celebrate, honor, and support Black women writers by providing bespoke self-publishing services. Now that we've got that intro out the way, let's start talking about what a front cover should have, okay? So the front cover obviously is one of the most important physical parts of the book because that's what people look at. Like literally when you go to bookstores, they don't go to the back. They look, you know, specifically at the front cover first. So some of the things that you need to make sure that you're looking at is, or at least that you're considering is the imagery of your, your, your front cover. So depending on your genre, you may have a photo, if it's a memoir or some sort of self-help book. It may be a graphic, if it's a um, how-to book or um, even an illustration, if it's a poetry book or a children's book or a, you know, fiction or romance novel, right? So this is not something that you can just copy and paste from 
uh, Google, right? You don't want to go to Google to get photos and you don't want to go to Google to get images. Any images that you use, you want to make sure that you have legal rights to use. So if you're going to use any photos, you can use stock photos. Many of those websites require that you um, have a uh, sort of contributory statement for the photographer just to make sure that everyone's getting the uh, recognition that they deserve, right? Another thing that you want to make sure that you consider is your typography. So typography is basically a font, right? So you want to make sure that your font that you choose um, sets the mood of your book, right? Suggests what genre it is, right? So what romance novels typically have script or, you know, sans serif fonts, whereas books that are academic more likely have um, serif fonts or very plain fonts. So you want to make sure that you have like whimsical fonts for humor, you know, a big, bold, strong font for action and adventure, those sorts of things. You want to really take those into consideration. Some places that you can go to find some good inspirations of fonts are dafont.com, which is D-A-F-O-N-T.com. You can even check out Adobe fonts or Google fonts to help you find something that works for your genre. Next, you want to create a title, right? You want to create a title that is not necessarily clever, right? You want to do something that is clear. You want to think like a reader, not as the author. You want to make sure that whatever title that you come up with makes sense with the content of your book and won't leave the reader confused once they finished it. You want to be able to make sure that that aesthetically goes with the, the, the typography. You want to make sure that it aesthetically goes with the imagery, but you also want it to make sense with the interior of the book as well. Um, finally, subtitles. I've seen a lot of books with subtitles that don't need them. I typically recommend subtitles only for books that um, need clarification or elaboration on the book's topic. It's more so like something for nonfiction books or how-to manuals. So if you don't need a subtitle, please don't use one. It just takes up space. Let's talk a little bit now about the back cover, right? So your back cover has a very simple... (laughs) very simple uh, formula to to create it, right? You obviously want to make sure you get your barcode from Bowker, which is B-O-W-K-E-R.com. You also want to make sure that you have a book description, right? You want to make sure that your book's described in a way that highlights or teases the book. You don't want it to be an advertisement for the book. That's not what it is. It's not your personal statement. It's not why you wrote the book. It's literally like a movie trailer, right? You want to make sure that you're getting people's attention. You want to make sure that you're getting people's um, engines revved, right? You want them to get excited about the book. That's what that's for. It's not It's not for you to convince people that you're the, the best thing since sliced bread and that they should also enroll in your course. That's not what that's for, <laughs> okay? Some other things that can go on your back um cover are book reviews and endorsements those are really important because um they help with a um providing credibility right they help provide credibility um specifically if you can get other authors in your genre to create 
a book review, if you can get celebrity book reviews and use those as endorsements, that would be lit, right? But at the same time, you don't necessarily have to always, you know, lean on other people to validate your abilities as an author. So keep that in mind as well. You definitely, definitely want to make sure that your author bio is on there. Um, It should be really short, about three, maybe four sentences. If your book is fiction, you want to make sure that your um, personality comes out in your your author bio. But if you're nonfiction, um, you want to make sure that you establish your credentials by describing yourself and by describing um, some of the most recent works that you've completed. Finally, the spine. Um, if you have a spine, it's really, uh, <laughs> it's really great that you have enough content for a spine. You want to make sure that you put, obviously, the title. Obviously, you want to put your author name. But one of the things that I've also found to be really beneficial to give sort of that credibility to self-published authors is by having your imprint on the book, right? So on the book spine specifically. So if you are self-publishing, and let's say that your name is Betty Boop um, and you decide that you want to publish under Betty Boop Publishers, that's a great way for you to have um, credibility for your publishing company. But at the same time, it's a great way to promote your publishing company as well. So having your company's logo on the spine of your book is a really good way to have that professional feel. So those are some of the things that I... uh, (laughs) wanted to make sure that you all had because it's really important that not only are you self-publishing but you're self-publishing in a very well aware way and I know that self-publishing is a lot about budgeting and DIY but it does not have to be that way Um, sometimes we we try to cut corners (laughs) to create a production or to produce a book that we think is really well written that we think is uh, the bee's knees. However, when it comes to the aesthetics of a book, it's so much more than you can do independently if you're not a designer. So while we do recommend uh, trying it out for yourself, we also recommend that if you are looking to look more professional with your book covers, use places like Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. Use places like um, Upwork right u-p-w-o-r-k or connect with us and we can create a book cover for you however we do not recommend if you do not have publishing experience if you do not have graphic design experience we do not recommend that you do this on your own so with that being said i just want to recap everything that we talked about we talked about the three parts of a book cover which are the front cover which includes imagery typography we talked about the title and potential subtitle we talked about the back cover and the description or synopsis we talked about book reviews and endorsements your author bio we even mentioned ISBN but um, for the spine we talked about having the title the author's name as well as the publishing imprint so take all of this information that we've given you use it right (laughs) And then let us know whether it worked for you. All right. Till next time. If no one told you yet today, um, we love you. We support you. You are a black woman writer. And take care.
See you next time.